Welcome back to Bootability. We're on summer break for the next two months, but excited to share a special Q&A mini-series while we take a break from interviews. Each week, we'll answer one question that a listener asks about any aspect of Buddhist practice or how to apply Buddhism to daily life. Here's today's question. I'm dealing with a really stressful relationship with someone close to me. Do you have any advice on what to do when someone just keeps getting under your skin? Well, first of all, who can't relate to this one? Stress is an inevitable part of daily life, but when it manifests through a person, it tends to bring with it a whole host of other emotions, anger, frustration, blame, hopelessness, and feeling stuck in a cycle. But Buddhism does offer some great perspective on relationships like this. Let's start with the big picture. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that in Buddhism, change always starts with the self, no matter how trying your external circumstances may be, and no matter how blameless you are. We should always start by chanting nam myoho renge kyo about our situation, which is a great, healthy way to get the emotions out, see things clearly, and then solidify our internal attitude before taking action. I know that can feel hard to hear, especially if you don't feel that you're in the wrong, but consider these words from Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Ikeda, who lays out why happiness is always internally driven. He writes, Fortunate circumstances don't guarantee happiness, and conversely, hard circumstances don't guarantee that one will be unhappy. Our environment doesn't decide our happiness. We do. We are either defeated by our environment, or we triumph over it. That's what determines our happiness. There are many troubling, painful, unpleasant, and worrisome things in life. When you face such things, you have two options. You can complain, blame the environment, and be defeated. Some may express sympathy for you, but ultimately, you're the one to lose out, and anything you say will really just be an excuse. The second option is to live with an invincible spirit, blazing your own way, regardless of your environment. The choice is up to you. That said, if we chant before taking action, we can be confident about the action we decide to take. Sometimes, that action means having a dialogue with the person causing you stress in an honest, respectful way in which you stand up for yourself, but also really try to listen to them. Other times, especially if the stress is related to a harmful situation, action can look like finding the best way to remove yourself from the relationship. And at other times, action might mean taking a hard look at ourselves and manifesting greater compassion, understanding, or warmth if that's what's causing the issue. All of it, in other words, requires tapping into our bootability, our own wisdom, courage, and compassion. But it's really hard to do that when clouded by emotion. So chanting nam myoho renge kyo is always step one. Now, let's think about relationships more specifically. An important concept in Buddhism, which we've done an explainer on in the past, is called the oneness of life and its environment. You can check out the show notes for a quick video on it. But put simply, it states that what we experience in our environment, and our environment includes people, is simply a reflection of our own life. 
For this reason, Buddhist practice can be likened to the practice of polishing our own mirror. In other words, really seeing ourselves and reflecting on our behavior, as well as uncovering the preciousness of our unlimited potential. In fact, the Gohonzon, which is the scroll that Buddhists chant to in their altar, serves as a spiritual mirror of this very sort. We look at it to see our life clearly as we chant, and the inscription on it recognizes that we all have Buddha ability, and so does everyone else around us. If that becomes your core attitude in life, when stressful relationships appear, it becomes easier to develop appreciation for the other person, despite their behavior. One, because they're bringing you back to your practice, which is nourishing for your life. And two, because they're challenging you to believe in your own and their bootability, which is the inner transformation we all have to go through to become truly solid, unswayed, and happy people. Consider this story from an essay by Ikeda about Buddhism as a mirror. He writes, A classic Japanese comedy tells the following story. Once, there was a country village where no one had a mirror. In those days, mirrors were priceless. A man, returning from his trip to the capital, handed his wife a mirror as a souvenir. That was the first time for her to see a mirror. Looking into it, she exclaimed, Who on earth is this woman? You must have brought a girl back with you from the capital. And so began a big fight. Though the story is fictitious, many people become angry or grieve over phenomena that are actually nothing but the reflection of their own lives, their state of mind, and the causes they have created. Like the wife in the story who exclaims, Who on earth is this woman? They do not realize the folly of their ways. Because they are ignorant of Buddhism's mirror of life, such people cannot see themselves as they truly are. This being the case, they cannot guide others along the correct path of life, nor can they discern the true nature of occurrences in society. Human relations also function as a kind of mirror. Nichiren Daishonin states in the record of the orally transmitted teachings, when Bodhisattva, never disparaging, makes his bow of obeisance to the four kinds of believers, the Buddha nature inherent in the four kinds of believers of overbearing arrogance bows in obeisance to the Bodhisattva, never disparaging. It is like the situation when one faces a mirror and makes a bow of obeisance. The image in the mirror, likewise, makes a bow of obeisance to oneself. So, imagine your stressful friend or partner is actually just a reflection from which you can learn about your own behavior. In another lecture, Ikeda writes, Our human relationships are like a mirror. So if you're thinking to yourself, if only so-and-so were a little nicer to me, I could talk to them about anything, then that person is probably thinking, if only such-and-such would open up to me, I would be nicer to them. Therefore, you should make the first move to open the channels of communication. So to bring this all home, ultimately, Buddhism views people who push our buttons as good friends because it's through these more challenging relationships that we are inspired to dig deeper and grow stronger, kinder, and more courageous and compassionate to both ourselves and others. I hope that was helpful in thinking about stressful relationships of all kinds. I'll also link an article in the show notes that has a list of our best episodes and articles on relationships, which you might find helpful. 
As a reminder, if you'd like to submit a question for the summer series, just email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. And yes, this is the same email address as usual. So if you'd like to get connected to your local Buddhist community, you can reach us at the same place. That's all for today, and we'll be back next week with another Q&A. 